Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome to Geeks, the world's number one entertainment podcast recorded in this room. The room this week is, uh, where, where are we? We're in London. We're near Soho. I'm in the UK. Uh, we've been away for a few weeks. We apologize, but we're back this week. Uh, we're going to go back to our regular Tuesday podcast, which this isn't. Instead, this is a special cast. It's a number 11, where I'm going to be talking through uh, all of the films, pretty much, that came out in 2016. There's going to be a good comprehensive look at everything that came out last year. Uh, we're going to be covering US and the UK um, and just highlighting our favorites and our least favorites and arguing about it a little bit. I'm your host, Al White. Joining me today for the special cast, Thomas McCann. Hello. Hey, buddy. Hi, I'm Ryan. Not too bad. Just scrolling through this massive, massive list of films we have to go through. There was a lot of shit that came out last <laughs> year. Um, before we get to that, people might know you from Fright Fest. You normally join us sometimes on the Fright Fest podcast. Uh, yeah, once or twice. Did you last year? No, no. a couple of years. Yeah, before, didn't you? yeah a couple of years. Yeah. Um, so I was a slog. But you and I actually started, technically not this podcast, but I like to think of it as the spiritual yep. origin. Yeah, this podcast. The uh, the time we went through every Fast and the Furious movie was a particular <laughs> highlight. That was a great time. Yeah, I forgot about I that. There's that a few one. more of them now. I think at that point there's only four. Did we do Terminator as well? Yeah, we did do Terminator. Yeah, yep. People yeah. can listen to those if you want. I think they they were called just Movie Moments, weren't they? Podcast. Yeah, over on MovieMoments dot com. I watched the first three Fast and the Furious movies in one go on one morning for the first time. For nice. the first time. Yeah, I remember that. It was one. good. It was good times. Are you still watching the Fast and Furious movies? Yeah, of course. You're looking forward to number eight? Absolutely. Number nine? The uh, the spin-off of The Rock? Um, No, not so much. I think they sh- probably could have left it after the last one because I thought the send-off for Paul Walker was surprisingly touching. Do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, I don't think they need to do any more. Using that weird CGI um, face technology over his brother, yeah. which we're going to be talking about again later on in this podcast, I feel. His brother? No, but CGI technology oh, making okay. people yeah, come back from yep. the dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, man, for joining me. Oh, thank on this. you. I appreciate thank you. It. Thanks for providing me with beer. <laughs> I would say any time. Um, <laughs> that would be a bad decision. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go all the way through from January. We're going to go month by month, rattle through the important movies. And I'll just to be clear, this isn't obviously every movie that came out. There are a lot of cool arty films. I'm just going through either the ones that I've seen or that people were talking about or that, you know, like a lot of these are the ones you might have heard of. Some of them you might not have, but they're just ones that we want to highlight for whatever reason. Um, and we won't talk exhaustively about all of them by any means. We're just going to pick out, uh, yeah, particular films to focus on. Um, so you've got the UK list because uh-huh. you're here in the UK most of the time. I'm yep. in the US most of the time. Um, there are some big differences at the beginning of the year and the end of the year. So I think it's good to kind of like tackle them straight away. In the middle months, it probably doesn't matter as much. Like if something came out one month there and one month here, who gives a fuck? Right. But if there's something like, so the, that's the problem. Like looking at the end of the year list right now, so many of them have stuff like, uh, what's it called? The short, uh, short. What was that fucking film with Steve Carell and the, the Big Short? Big Short, uh, Room. Yep. Um, Hateful Eight. Like yep. loads of films, which in America came out just at the end of last year or yep. earlier on last year. Um, and then vice versa, we we're saying like there's like the Lobster came out in America this year. So a lot of people are going mm-hmm. in 2016. So a lot of people calling out the film of the year, but in England it came out in 2015. 15, whatever it was. So you get like all the Oscar bit movies at the end of the year? Yeah. Because I always good. like notice every January here is kind of, it's, I, I, you think it should be a good time to go to the cinema because you get all these high caliber movies, but most of the time I find them a bit of a slog. You get all these just desperate attempts to win Oscars with these overly serious, yep. boring movies. Yeah. And I'm going through it at the minute. You know, I went and watched La La Land yesterday, which we'll get to. We'll get to. <laughs> 
<laughs> but you know what I mean? My brother's like, come watch Manchester by the sea. It's like, I really, I can't. You can't do it. I can't be bothered. Katie, and, and Katie's silence. off screen quite happy right now. She's and, the only person who hated that film. And silence. Like, come watch silence. Like, oh, I really want to see silence. So, yeah. silence. so since I got back, I've been, um, because yeah, I've just been shooting for a couple months and I missed all of those films. So I was really pissed. I didn't get a chance to go near a cinema. I was in a weird little village mm-hmm. in the mountains and like, you couldn't get to anything. So we managed to get out one day to go see Rogue One. And that was it. Um, but so I miss loads of stuff. So I'm trying, been trying to catch up at the moment, and it's been tough. So I haven't got through everything yet. So mm-hmm. at the end of this podcast, we're both going to reveal like our top ten right, okay. of the year. Yeah. I'm then going to put up my list in on Wednesday. It might change a little bit because I've still got a couple of films left to say because <laughs> it's, it's only um, mid January. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I'm just trying to catch up on everything, and and there were so many at the end of last year in the US. Right, uh, particular ones I'm still pissed I didn't get to see Moonlight is the one that probably would have been my best film of the year from what everyone's saying and people I trust that's not out here till the 17th of February so that's like way yeah. out so I'm it like, can never be on my list which pisses me off right. um, and there's, I haven't seen Chevalier, Chevalier yet I haven't pronounced it um, which I've got to see over there and I've been dying to see right. so I've got a couple um, but anyway anyway let's crack on let's kick off January mm-hmm. um, so this is one I completely forgot about which did come out technically US and UK top of the year was The Revenant yep um, I'd written that off because I actually put that in my last year's list. Right. But it came out like on the 1st of January, I think, in America. So yeah, it was well, it was. Yeah, so it, it, just what I was talking about, it was one of these glut of overly long, serious movies that come out playing for Oscars that, I, that come out at the start of the year here. And I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio is really good in it. It's got some nice action scenes. The opening shot's pretty cool, but I just. You, you don't like Le Revenant? Not really. I mean, it was okay. It was kind of. I mean, it wasn't enjoyable. Like, I don't ever want to see it again. You know, it was a movie, and I guess there's going to be a couple of these this year that I admire, but I wouldn't say I enjoyed. Okay, well, that's fair enough. Like, you know. That's fair enough. I fucking love The Revenant. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really like that Jeremiah johnson kind of film. Um, yeah. Who's Jeremiah Johnson? That's an old, it's an old Robert Redford film, but it's like literally oh. just like that. It's like a dude stuck in the wilderness in the snow, just <laughs> right. walking for ages. Living basically. inside dead animals. Yeah. No, I think he does. Right. Um, yeah, I, I really love The Revenant, but I feel like everyone said most things they have to say about The Revenant. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and The Revenant I put on my last year's list. So I'm not actually counting it this year, which I should. So I don't know what the fuck to do with that. Uh, the Forest came out. That was the first spooky film of the year, really. Well, The Forest and The Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both came out in the US in January. Um, I haven't seen The Forest I have seen The Boy I haven't seen Forest either um, which is disappointing because I like Natalie Dormer but yeah. I heard it's really bad so I couldn't it yeah, it you know. pretty bad. yeah we got The Boy here in March okay so it was like a good three months into the year um, so I was kind of settling in and I remember being quite surprised that The Boy came out it's like oh here's a because you, you know you, you expect horror movies that like you know, at certain times of the year, Halloween being the obvious one, in the middle of March, just this random horror showed up yeah. one day in the cinema. Like, okay, I'll go watch this because I'll watch any old shitty horror. Um, I'm, I really liked it. I really, really liked it. you told me at Fright Fest in August, yeah, you used to see The Boy, and I'd rent it off because it just looked, yeah, like a typical fucking mm-hmm. just boring, glossy horror, which is going to be a 6 out of 10 maximum, <laughs> maybe a 7 if it's like... That's good if you get a 6 out of 10 horror. Yeah. Movie, like, I'll take that. But I'm just like, I'm so, I would rather watch something really shitty. So like, I'm just like, I hate mediocre movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did watch it and I texted you like when I watched it because I watched it and I was like, fuck, that was actually pretty yeah. good. Like it, yeah. it wasn't amazing at all, but it was one of those films like, it's not actually great, but I really enjoyed watching if, it. Yeah, if you're if you're not expecting anything, so that's I mean, you go into the watch a horror movie randomly in March. Like I'm not expecting anything here. Yeah, it's like that was actually pretty good. It just like it it had a lot of 
and I don't like spoil anything from it, obviously, but it had just a lot of regular tropes that I'm normally bored of, and it found interesting ways to do stuff with it. Are we like the, are we doing spoilers at all here? Is this... You know what? <laughs> this is a spoiler. It's really I mean... fucking hard, isn't it? I think if we're going to, we just have to say, for this film, we're going to do a spoiler, right, okay. like, you know, like, mute it for 30 seconds right. or a minute. Or okay. yeah, right, you right. want to do a spoiler for the boy? No, no, I mean, just but there'll be other films that I do. But, like, it's not really the spoilers. For the, I mean, I, oh, yeah, I mean, okay, this might be a mild spoiler, but I like... I like movies because usually I like horror films, especially that ha- that follow through. Like, I don't really like horror movies that are like hint at something being supernatural. Yeah, and then it's all it's all in their head. I don't like that stuff. I like it when the monsters fucking. This real. definitely follows through, but in yeah. weird ways, like in not, ne- not necessarily does, the yeah. obvious ways. I think, yeah, exactly. This does it in a kind of cool way. Yeah, that I was quite satisfied. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, um, Ip Man three came out, which is the final part of the Donnie Yen trilogy about Bruce uh, Bruce Wayne. I was about to say Never about <laughs> Bruce Lee's uh, master. Um, they're really fucking good martial arts movies by a great director. Um, it wasn't the best of the three, but it's really good. I highly suggest checking out. And <laughs> you must have loved the Martyrs remake I came s- out. I still haven't watched it and I never will. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, absolutely no need to ever see that film. Me either, but for, probably for different reasons than no, you. No. Uh, that trailer looks horrific, though. For Martyrs? Yeah, it's really That's bad. Sh- no, I mean really bad. Nah, like, not nice. horrific in a good way. No, thank you. Because, uh, yeah, you're, you're a, a huge Martyrs fan and I'm a huge... Yeah non-modest fan but yeah. I, I understand why you know you love it I just don't uh, but yeah this the remake looked horrible uh, well, what, what happened in January in the UK then? so I'll run through these really quickly because you've sent me a list of like 10 this poster one second we're trying to order some pizza it's mm-hmm. not wrong what's that mean when it's on a card postcode really I did it the other day and it's flying. If not, I'll have to just go get some cash out or something. Yeah, if you mind. I don't know why, because it was fine the other day. I need a pizza. God damn it. You can't get through a film list without pizza. Sorry. Um, right, I'll run th- so January here uh, run through really quickly we got The Danish Girl which I detested because I hate Eddie Redmayne uh, Yakuza Apocalypse which I've never seen Hate- film. Hateful Eight which continues Tarantino's trend of being overly long and self-indulgent Partisan I haven't seen Creed pretty decent Revenant long and boring Room uh, good use of This Will Destroy You music and then <laughs> get boring Big Short which is great <laughs> did you say uh, the room's boring uh, yeah one and two which I haven't <laughs> seen Spotlight which is probably not as good as the actual article that it's based on and Youth which I don't think I saw uh, Youth I'm going to come back to later actually right. oh, we can talk about it now since it came I out over here now. I don't know what it is what is Youth um, I got over there Partisan's really good by the way but I was on my list for last year mm-hmm. Yakuza Apocalypse is really good uh, Youth is in contention for one of my favorite films of the year. Right. Um, it's a director. He's an Italian director. He did a film called The Great Beauty uh, a couple of years ago, which was fucking brilliant. This isn't as good as that. It was with Michael Caine, Harvey Keitel, Rachel Weisz, huh. um, yeah. some other people. Um, but it's essentially about this old, retired, uh, sort of classical composer, who's Michael Caine, and he's gone to this Swiss spa to get away from it all. Oh, I remember seeing the trailer and, for this. Yeah, and Harvey Keitel's like interested. this big <laughs> LA director, and they've been best friends since they were kids. And for me, I'm just always pissed off with how, and I don't want to say elderly people because it's the wrong terminology for people in the 60s or 70s, but whatever, like mature people. <laughs> I'm always pissed off with how they're portrayed in movies. It's always like they've got to be funny and goofy to be adorable and, you know, whatever. And I'm always like, there's better fucking ways to portray these characters in film. And use it as a film that does it. It treats like, it treats that age group with respect, but also with humor and with like self-deprecation and the, with depression as well. And it's fucking really good. It's very surreal. 
it deals with like sexual urges as well at that age, which is kind of interesting. Dear. Um, Michael Caine's sexual urges is a little bad. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Um, I fucking loved it. I really loved it. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and a good use of music as well. Okay. So, good use of music. Um, all right. I love. I just love that you said a room was boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not boring. It's just like I like the start of it. The escape scene is awesome, and then it's just kind of watching people sit in a room in silence. Yep. For an hour and a half. That's true. That's true. I do. I do actually think his previous film Frank is better. Than the room, uh, yeah, I would say that too. Yeah. Irish director. Good man. Mm. Anyway. Um, February. So in America, we have Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which was one of the films this year that I couldn't get through and I stopped. I haven't um, seen. Don't, yeah. Stopped about half an hour into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hail Caesar, um, the Coen Brothers new movie. You see this? Uh, yep. I liked it, but it sort of... Because Coen Brothers kind of... They, they seem to like... They, they only seem to take it seriously every couple of movies. You know, they'll do something like, oh, this is a proper one. And then in between, they just do like random sort around, of fluff. Yeah. Yeah. And Hail Caesar was just like... This just strikes me as the Coen Brothers wanting to do a musical number. You yeah. know, like, and that Channing Tatum scene is great. It's fucking great. The movie <laughs> like, leaves on the submarine is great. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, it, it's just that. It's just, a, in my head, that movie is just a collection of random scenes, like yeah. a love letter to old Hollywood. Yeah, I think I think we, we saw that in a double bill, weirdly, with The Witch. Um, <laughs> and we weren't a group of us. And I came out of Hell's season and was like, I just thought it was a joyous mess. Which basically. one did you watch first? Uh... I think the witch. That's the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I thought. I just thought it was a joyous mess. It's like that was like they were clearly having a lot of fun, and there's a lot of nice ideas in that, but mm-hmm. it's a complete mess. But yeah. I, that's fine. Uh, Deadpool came out in February. The first R-rated Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, not Marvel Studios, but Marvel. Is it not Marvel Studios? No, it's Fox. Because okay. by the X Men. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen Deadpool a couple of times this year. It's been a long time now, so I feel weird talking about it now. But um, mm, yeah, a lot has been said about Deadpool. Yeah, I still, I, I really love it. It didn't go far enough for me, but I, it went further than I thought they would go. But still, not far enough for me. The story is obviously just bullshit, but then they call that out, so it's kind of like, well, it's hard to. It's like I think I used the example recently with someone. It was like when I talked to you about the band Cute is what we aim for, mm-hmm. and you're like, I can't reslag them off because it's in the fucking title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Deadpool does that a lot. Um, but I still really enjoy it. I think it's a very important movie uh, for comic book movies um, to have had that come out to then allow them to do like Logan as an R-rated film and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, 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 I mean, it's hard not to like, you know, if you're a fan of comic movies and you're a fan of, you know, adult humor, then it's hard really not to like Deadpool. And Ryan Reynolds, um, of course. And that, but yeah, I mean, I'm, it's just good to see the Reynolds doing well. I, you know, I'm a big, big fan. Yeah. So I'm, I will... I'm happy to see him getting the success he was so cruelly denied yeah, uh, from Green, uh, Green Lantern. And Wolverine <laughs> fucking, the same character in Wolverine X-Men Origins, for God's sakes, like, yeah. playing that fucking character. Yeah. So. I like, the, for me, the scene at the end, you know, when there's a little cartoon characters crawling around, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my favorite bit of the yeah. movie. But yeah. I wanted to think, I, I wanted it to push the fourth wall more. Like, I wanted him to, like, you know, get out of the celluloid and just, like, because in the comics, he's constantly jumping from yeah. panels and stuff. It's like, but I appreciate they went as far as you could on the first film. You know, I think the next one will be even braver. So. Um, Zoolander 2 came out. Didn't see it. Don't want to. I know I'm one of the only people <laughs> who doesn't like the original. So. Uh, Michael Moore's film, Where to Invade Next. One of two Michael Moore films this year. Um, really cruelly overlooked this film. It sort of came out and I think everyone's made up with their mind about Michael Moore now. So they kind of ignore his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still an agenda-based um, idiot, I think. Idiot? He's, you call well, him an idiot? No, I think he is a bit <laughs> an idiot. I think he has the opportunity to really change stuff. But he's also smart enough to... He basically just panders too much, you know. But 
he's doing that because he's trying to reach all the demographics. So I can appreciate that. But then he doesn't. He wastes a lot of opportunities to change stuff. It's, yeah. It's my problem. As an aside, nothing to do with this movie. He wrote. Um, I don't know. We're getting into politics here, but he wrote a blog on his on his website like in June. Which com- like completely predicts the Trump getting elected. It's oh, really? really scary. Yeah, you go back and read it. It's like he absolutely nails it. Well, that's his. Yeah, so his second film, which we'll get to later, is Trump yeah. Land. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Wait to Invade Next, one of the best films of the year, um, I think. Um, again, not for how he presents it, not really the agenda of it, but the information you get from it. You know, it's like reading, but we're like the information's so good. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff he finds in these different countries and the way that they deal with different aspects of their social society is fascinating. And inspiring, and it makes you come out both feeling. I watched it with Katie, and she just came out feeling really ashamed to be American. Um, but I came out kind of like, yeah, but you just like all these countries do other stuff bad. He's just picking out these are the good things mm-hmm. that we should all be, you know, uniting through kind of thing. Before the year became really shitty after mm. that, and everyone split even more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, it's a very inspiring movie to watch. It it kind of tails off at the end. It's too long, but the first sort of three quarters of it are really really great. Uh, Nina Forever got a release. Uh, we saw this at Fright First. Yeah. Was this this year or last, last uh, year? We've been 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's one of Katie's favorite films. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's seen it at Fright First. She loved it. I, I, I liked it. Uh, I like it. Yeah, that's all right. Sorry. Fine. Fine. Uh, uh, Embrace of the Serpent came out. It's another one in my pile. I've seen the first half hour. It's a black and white, overly long. Yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah, film about an explorer who goes to these ab- uh, people living everything. I thought it's not Aborigines. It's um, what's the word? Anyway, a little society living in the jungle. I don't fucking <laughs> sold. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people say great, great, great things about this that I trust, mm-hmm. like people I know who love it. Um, but yet to watch the witch. You haven't seen the witch? No, no, no. Oh, the embrace right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, the witch. Um, I wish I liked The Witch as much as respected horror people do. <laughs> um, I think it caught me unawares. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't totally sure what I was getting into. I didn't realize the whole thing was like in yieldy English. Yeah. Um, but with which Finchie. kind of threw me a little bit. Um, it it was weird. Like it it was one of the creepiest. Like that the atmosphere of it is so like oppressive and dark and evil. Like, I really like that. I didn't... Narratively, there's not really a lot going on, and I found it a bit of a chore and a bit boring. But it stayed with me afterwards. You know, it's one of those movies I left, and I was thinking about a lot, and I, the fact it was officially endorsed by, what, like, the Church of Satan or whatever? It was like... <laughs> was it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> it was either the Satanist Church or the Church of Satan. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the, yeah, they officially got behind it, which kind of made me like it more, because, like, fuck me, this gives it that edge of just pure evil, yeah. which, you know, is only ever a good thing for a horror movie. It's, I, I'd like to go back and watch it again, because it had some genuinely disturbing kind of moments. But overall... Was it when the goat's looking directly at you? Yeah, just, it's just the whole thing is just brooding and just full of evil. Yep. Um, which, you know, which I liked. <laughs> um, yeah, I struggled with The Witch. I'd, I'd, uh, um, yeah, my fellow podcast host, Nate, who sometimes takes over in LA, he had seen it at Sundance the year before and was raving about it. It was like his his film of Sundance. Mm-hmm. It was like, this is, that was the fucking film. Yep. So I'd had nine months of him battering uh, on about it right and then of course the critics came out and were like this is you know a masterpiece and blah 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 and i was trying to like keep my expectations tempered but i was excited about it and 
I mean, I liked it fine. I thought it looked great. I thought yeah. the acting was great. I really liked them trying to do something different with the situation, you know, the location and the time and yeah. the period. But for me, I, I just came out feeling like people are loving this film because it it's different. Well, yeah, Not because the, it's that good. Yeah, like, but it is so unique. I mean, you gotta yeah. give it credit for that. Like, the, it, the, and the balls to make that sort of movie as well. Yeah, like, no, completely. But I just didn't. I just my problem with it was that, and there are no spoilers here, but it, it basically plays fifty feet, like one foot in either side of like for a long time in the mm. film of like is there a witch or isn't there but at the beginning of the film to the audience they show you a lot yeah and then they shy away from it and you're involved with the family and what was interesting to me was like well i either want you know there to be a fucking witch and crazy spooky things are happening yeah or i kind of am also interested in what they seem to be doing a lot of film which is playing with well in this era they would interpret psychosis or they would yeah, interpret yeah. Uh, epilepsy or whatever mm-hmm. is all these symptoms that they're having and you know and and think that it possessed or whatever shit the thing's going on and i was like well one of the two is interesting to me but you've already shown me one thing as an audience member and then you kind of deny me that and until the ending which i'm not going to spoil or anything it doesn't really plant its feet that firmly and for me it didn't then work because i felt well i've been given information that the characters haven't then you're playing it as if i haven't been given that information but, don't, but doesn't i mean it's been a while since i've seen it but isn't it though like you know that there is you see a woman yeah but the extent of her of the paranormal or the, you know of of the supernatural you don't you're not sure whether it's just a crazy old woman in the woods or if it is actually witchcraft and there's crazy like, demonic yeah, shit going down like i can't remember all the details but i remember like being very silent early on of like oh okay there is like spooky stuff happening mm. but then they deny that and i don't know i just didn't find the actual day-to-day of it that interesting basically so i yeah. got kind of bored now yeah I admire it rather than like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's just like, yeah. It kind of pisses me off when films are just like, well, we did this cool thing different and then everyone goes crazy for it. It's like, well, it wasn't... The film itself wasn't great. It just did that thing that makes it look different enough to you to get excited about it. Gods of Egypt came out. The new film from Alex Proez, the director yeah. of The Crow and yeah. Dark City. No, I've heard bad things about this. So. Yeah, this looked, but th- th- I didn't see this yet. But this is the bad film of the year that I still want to see because it <laughs> looks so fantastically awful. That yeah. kind of, and so if you want fucking different, like it looks crazy yeah. different. It looks like Stargate meets Prince of Egypt meets like, I don't know. It looks insane. Uh, and then the sequel to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> I Netflix didn't even, special. I didn't realize there was a sequel to Crouching Tiger. Yeah, it went straight to Netflix. Um, I didn't see that either. It was meant to be okay. Um, in terms of February, what you don't have on your list in the UK, we got Bone Tomahawk in February, oh, which yes. I want to pick out because it's awesome. <laughs> um, and I say that as somebody who doesn't like Westerns and never has. And I had to be... Was, I can't remember if it was you or you and somebody else who urged me to watch this movie. Because I'm like, it's a Western. I've just seen Kurt Russell in a Western last month in the hateful I'm not overly bothered. Um, but I, I sat down one night and watched it. I'm so glad I did because it's fucking brilliant. It is a cool film. It reminds me a lot of those weird films we used to watch when we were watching too many horror films and all the ones went straight to the evening and then you find a little gem like that. Yeah. Where it's like, it's got its problems for sure. There's a lot of pacing problems for me, but it's so fucking weird and cool. Yeah. And like ballsy. And and it just keeps you going. I, you didn't know where it was heading. I, and then it's one of those movies that when it... Because it, you know, starts as a western, uh, a typical, you know, setup and characters and whatever else. But by the end, it just goes full horror. Yeah, oh, I fucking love that. Yeah, it yeah, goes yeah. fucking mental. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Katie really loved it. That yeah. was like she really I, fucking. Yeah, I loved. I loved that movie. Um, what else have I got here that you didn't have? Uh, Dad's Army didn't see. Goosebumps. Oh. Nah, not as good as it should have been. Point Break. There's no need. Trumbo. <laughs> Trumbo. Fine. Decent. 
yeah, F1 I spectacular film. Yeah, it's all right. It's it's one of those movies that's made better by the by the actors. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Fucking Heisenberg. Brian Cranston yeah. and um, Lucy K is actually really good in it as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, concussion. No, thank you. Green Inferno. Is that? Yeah, is that's that the that Eli Roth one. Oh no. Um, we saw that one. Wasn't that released years like two ago. years ago? Well, it's because it's had a lot of band problems right, with okay. its, its what's gone on in it. So um, it's finally had a proper release now. We saw it a couple of years ago in Fright Fest and we reported on it then. We thought it was all right. Right, yeah. And then the only one thing, Grimsby, which I didn't see, which is um, the, which is, um, yeah. What's the name for yeah. And yeah. That, that Nate did before a podcast once he did, like, he had just gone to see it and then he came to the podcast and he reenacted a scene from the film <laughs> where they have to hide and they hide inside an elephant's vagina. Right. And then now the elephant comes and has sex while right. they're hidden in there and then comes all over them. Right. And that was, that was enough I needed to really know about that, hmm. movie, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, it's like he's never seen it. He's never felt more awkward. He said in the cinema than watching Grimsby. I would have expected better from Sasha. That doesn't sound like. That sounds more like, um, like some sort of gross out. It sounds like a Farrelly Brothers. Thing yeah, 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 yeah. Or Wayans Brothers movies. Or, yeah. yeah, I need to check one thing before we move into March. Okay. Um, yeah. Katie, is pizza okay? No. Fuck. Oh dear. What's going on? We can just go and get some cash out. Can you not order with cash? You can bring it back here. I can see what's going on with my, my, my postcode. Everybody needs to know about our pizza problems. Is it uh, registered to a UK address or an American address? UK address. And I just literally ordered from this. Well, not this. Not the restaurant, but from your website. The, um, the other day. So it should be fine. I think it's called Deliveroo. Yeah, Deliveroo. Mm. Yeah, of course. Oh, I never heard of it before. All oh, right, yeah, not everywhere here. Yeah. You basically pay slaves to bring you food from restaurants. Yeah, it's called Postmates in America. I have a problem, a moral problem with it. You have an ethical problem with it. Yeah, I just find it really. I like. I don't mind ordering from like uh, like Domino's because they or offer a delivery service. Mm-hmm. But delivery is your plan. I am. I cannot be asked to get off my fat ass and mm-hmm. go down to the shops. I'm gonna pay a slave to do it for me. Is it not the same as like a taxi? Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, you can pick holes in my argument. I'll, like, I understand <laughs> I this. I don't want to. There's just, like something, there's just something I'd, it sits uneasy with me about delivery. That's fine. It, just, um, it shines a, t- a torch too much on, on our own personalities. Yeah, maybe. I, I, but, you know, I'm sure someday I'll wake up hungover and want, <laughs> want a McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> I'll be happy to pay a delivery, a delivery chap to come. I mean, you know... I, you know they they're getting paid to do it. I'm sure they're perfectly happy. Actually, they're not at all. They're really not happy. Well, no one's happy. Yeah. So, um, uh, particularly this year. Not anybody who sat through Grimsby, anyway. No. Yeah. Let's move into March, okay. shall we? Yeah. Whiskey Tango Fox Truck came out. I really wanted to see that, and I didn't. I'm disappointed. I kind of wanted to see that, and I didn't. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I heard all right things about it from the people I know. Mm-hmm. So. Zootopia came out. Um, quite a lot of people I know surprised me this year by saying it was in their top ten films of the year. Really. Right at the top of the hmm. films of the year. Okay. Did you see it? Yeah. That's good. I mean... Well, exactly the same. Uh, I, yeah. It's it's fine. I, I don't really have much more. I, I, it's, excuse me. Nope. Uh, <laughs> um, what's, that, what's that other movie? What's the one um, about the animals? Madagascar. Madagascar, yeah. Which raises some interesting yep. <laughs> questions about yes. the predator-prey uh, yep. Arrangement and Zootopia kind of touches on that in a weird yeah, and I I kind of find that quite exciting. Like when the when the animals go feral, it's like <laughs> that's that's you know and it, when you see Mister Otter 
otterman or whatever he's called the yeah, otter yeah, yeah, yeah. and he like he's behaving like an actual otter yep. and you're all really terrified so that's quite but it does though cool. like, this is i mean it is cool but it's also completely <laughs> fucked up because it opens the door to stuff yeah we were literally talking about this the other day when we were talking about ethics with food and i was saying madagascar something i always bring up because yeah it deals with that exact <laughs> yeah. thing of like are we meant to eat meat if we're conscious enough to realize we don't have to and the fact that they're his friends in madagascar <laughs> make it even more fucked up and then it's a kid's cartoon it's like you shouldn't be like i mean it's cool you are but like it's weird stuff to bring up. And the other thing that stuck me with Zootopia is why are they just mammals? Why do the reptiles not get a look in? Like, That's is that point. is Zootopia like a kind of um, like a supreme race kind of like like are all the uh, is it like Hunger Games where Zootopia <laughs> is like the mammals all live in this central Utopia and then all the reptiles the are in all the districts? The rurals, yeah, like, yeah, the amphibians and the reptiles and, and the fight for the yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, maybe that'll be the sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't mind Zootopia. I thought it, I thought it was one of the better ones, but it certainly didn't excite me enough to be like, yeah, yeah, it's I enjoyed incredible. it. Um, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause everything for one second, just so we can sort out the pizza problem. Oh, A pizza pause. All right, pizza problem sorted. Cool. Delivery let us down, Tom. Well, if you listen to this, don't ever use delivery. Yeah, it's human slaves, and they don't bring yeah. you pizza. They don't <laughs> pay their they don't pay their workers their yeah delivery drivers enough money. No. No. Abomination. That's a good point. <laughs> Don't stop poking <laughs> holes in this fucking argument, all right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That is a good point. Um, all right, The Wave. Do you see this? Uh, which one's The Wave? It's from the director of Cold Prey, the Norwegian horror slasher film. Oh, fuck. And no, he's now no. making yeah, 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 the Tomb Raider reboot. The the Wave, the Norwegian film, though. I yep. really wanted to, but I didn't. Uh, Without a doubt, one of my favorite films of the year. Yeah. Really fucking good. And we've been banging on about it on this podcast for a long time now. Um, it's called Olgen. And it's it's basically like just does everything an atypical American Hollywood disaster movie does, yeah. which sounds bad, but it just does it with personality. And like I've, I haven't been that tense in a movie in a long time. Oh, I, really I was genuinely really tense yeah. in it. And it's still like, it goes through all the, the tropes are the same. It's, you know exactly what's going to happen. It's kind of dumb. Is there a dog in Jeopardy? There is a dog in Jeopardy. That's what I mean. That's every trope <laughs> the same. But it's just dumb. It just shows you, yeah, you can still do all those dumb things, but actually fucking care and be scared, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, really kind of like Cold Prey was, like a slasher movie, yeah. but with the personality of um, well, the, non-American. Can yeah, I say that? I agree. My, my, only, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my only problem with Cold Prey was always like it lacked a bit of soul. Like it looked beautiful. It was very slick. It was very cool. This has lots of soul. Like this, mm-hmm. I really felt like, for the characters. Um, and I'm really excited he's making Tomb Raider now. Like, cool. Yeah, I really want to see that. With Alicia Vikander as, um, um, as Lara. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. Uh, Knight of Cups, the new Terrence Malick film with uh, everybody. You didn't like no, it? No, I didn't see it. Didn't see it. Um, I only like saw Terrence it recently. Malick. I'm a huge Terrence Malick fan. Mm. Um, and this is the one that a lot of people have been telling me you will fucking love this movie because most people hated it. Um, <laughs> I really didn't like it. Right. Um, yeah, I just watched it with my mum last week. And it's... It's like the... It, it, the problem is, I, I can deal with all of the obtuse stuff Terrence Malick does. I don't... Like, I want that occasionally. Not all the time, for sure. Mm-hmm. But just like, you know, this film is a bunch of postcards on the table and I'm going to look at that in random order with beautiful music, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand why people hate that. I like that sometimes. Um, I love it sometimes. But the characters in this... Like, if me... Okay, so I'm a director living in LA who's way too fucking self-involved who gets super depressed like all the time 
and I feel completely out of place in my environment. Nearly all of my friends in LA are exactly the same, just feel ostracized from your environment and just in a completely predominatingly stupid way. Like, you shouldn't feel that way. You're very lucky to be doing the things you're doing, but that's how you feel and you just feel like you stand around just not understanding people, feeling disconnected from everyone around you in LA. That's exactly what this movie is about. Right. It's about an actor who's obviously way more successful than we are, but in that same LA mindset. So it's not exactly Entourage then? No, no, it's not Entourage. It's like the anti-Entourage. Right. But if it should, like, if anyone could understand, you know, what he's going through, it's pe- me and my friends and people who are in LA mm-hmm. and in that sort of thing. Like, we're in that weird, like, niche where we should, like, I get everything he's going through. Like, I, I, I understand him, but I look at it and I just hate him. I'm just so <laughs> bored with his problems and I just don't care. And he's just walking around meandering in empty rooms. Like, it's all fucking he does for two and a half hours. This is an interesting segue to a film that's on the UK March list that's not on the American one. Right. Um, which is Anomalisa. Oh, don't need that. We're going to start the arguing now. <laughs> is it? So it was released. It wasn't released in the, the 2016? Last year, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, now we got it out in March, um, which is one of my least favorite movies I've seen in the last 12 months. I fucking hated that film. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies the last yeah. 10 years. Nah, it just I, it annoys me just thinking about it. <laughs> Why? Okay, I know we, we talk briefly about this, but like... <laughs> why it's such like it's just pure boiled down cinema it's like, it's like um it's like uh lost in translation if it had been written by an old guy rather than that sounds uh, great to me no like lost in translation works because it's from sophia coppola's point of view and anomalisa just reeks of bitter self-involved sad middle-aged man <laughs> wish fulfillment bullshit and he's a boring old fucker and I find it really grubby and unpleasant and <laughs> just self-indulgent and uh, I hated the guy in it I hated the sto- I hated him the contrived way um, it, it, he tried to like this the, the way the, the romance played out or he any any hint of sympathy towards his character I just thought was completely misplaced and as a result I find it really unlikable. Fuck. And yeah. So and it's made, it's a movie that, that is made for fucking middle aged film critics. And they well, all fuck, and they all like it. love it. And <laughs> they all I like love it. Because it. it's all like, oh yeah, that's that's me, you know, I sit in hotel rooms in foreign countries feeling all lost and alone and I hate my wife and my kids and you know <laughs> And there's a, a woman down the, the hallway who I really want to have sex with. And yeah, you know, this is going to happen. You know, it's just like, fuck off. This is just, nah, nah this, I'm not sitting through your shit. You're making it very hard for me to say that I like this movie. <laughs> because I do sit in hotel rooms feeling lost in line. But, hey, sorry, I like yeah, yeah. <laughs> It wasn't really, I mean, I completely, I've spent a while now since I saw it. Like I haven't seen it since last Christmas, not this one. Yeah, to be fair, I haven't um, seen it since March. So I, I mean, I'm, yeah, no, but like, forgive I, my rent. I, I I can't like I know yeah for sure I, did, I wasn't 100% on board with him at all like that was part of the point was he I find him you know kind of insufferable in some ways but yeah I did like identify with him in other ways as well just enough probably mm-hmm. um, but I just fucking loved how it handled that like I love a lot of ballsy decisions it made with that and I also just loved how ridiculously simple it was like it was so simple yeah. like obviously ignoring the big thing which is that yeah it's like it's a puppet film basically yeah. um, which I thought was also you know very brave how they did it like that I'm very brave how they used it later on in the surreal imagery with it. Um, I just fucking love it. I was, it was on to like the triplets of 
Belleville and there's like there's a few films that came out in the last 10 years that I'm like that for me is just pure cinema yeah it's I mean just... what I will say and it's in prison I did I do appreciate how kind of human it is or how raw it is like it is kind of bit on it's quite unflinching yeah um, like the sex scenes really weird and like beautifully exposing and you know honest and fumbly and awkward which to do with puppets is a strange I mean like, Tim America just set the bar so high you can't really ever but that was like triumph can't even try. <laughs> this, is, this is real like, well this is how I do sex and it was yeah. awkward and fumbly <laughs> um, like a plasticine model what's going on Now everyone on the podcast is hearing what my password is. <laughs> Got to mute that out. Um, we're only, we need to hurry up. Um, yeah, we're gone. Uh, March. What do we have here in March? Uh, London Has Fallen, which is awful. Yep. Um, Good Night, Mommy. Uh, overrated. It's oh, a great movie. It's a fucking great horror film. Um, it's okay. I had that last year though, so that's not Divergent. Right. I haven't seen any of those and I plan to watch them all in one go one day. Yeah, I understand. Um, Kung Fu Battle 3, no, didn't see. Uh, 10, Chlorophyll, 10 Chlorophyll, Lane, did you not get that? We had that, yeah, much as well. I'm still going for Oh, it. we haven't talked about that yet. Okay, and then yeah. the other ones in here, High Rise, which I still haven't seen, which I really want to. Fuck, we haven't even gone to Batman Superman yet. Holy shit. Yeah, let's right. crack on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the Boy and the Beast came out. That's an anime film that was really, really good. It's from the director of, uh, fuck, I can't remember, uh, Summer Wars and The Girl Every Time. Um, it's not his best, in my opinion, but a lot of people love it. Definitely check it out. Iron Sky came out. I haven't seen it, but a lot good. of people I know have seen it and really liked it. Yep, like solid, it? Yep, yep, solid movie. Cool. Uh, Midnight Special came out in America, um, which is a new film from the director of Mud and Take Shelter um, with, what's his name? The wonderful Michael Shannon. Yep. Um, I love this director, well, for Take Shelter alone. Um, and I love Michael Shannon. I expected this to be my movie of the year. Instead, I thought it was good, like very good in places, but I didn't love it. I kind of feel the same way. I love Michael Shannon. Um, I love the idea of it, but the, well, the reality of it, I, just, I kind of just find it a bit dull. Yeah, just yeah. I kind of felt the same. It was a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, really I, still, I still liked it. Call it. Yep. Um, my big fat Greek writing two came out. Um, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. <sighs> I mean, we could talk for half an hour about this. Let's I mean, not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what are your overall emotions? I mean, what's Batman left to say? I mean, uh, um, uh, oh god, I can't even remember. Just that that um, I, yeah, it's an utter mess. It's a, it's a complete. <laughs> it is, it is a mess. complete and utter mess. Um, best thing about us, Ben Affleck. I think this has all been everybody's talking. Like, this has been talked about many times. Ben Affleck is the best thing about it. He's the best Batman. Yep, best on-screen Batman. I love Affleck. I think he does a great job. The Batman fight scene at the end is really cool. Um, but I mean, it's just everything else about it is bad, pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's pretty much. It just for me, this the only thing I say about this film was thing I said before. I talked about it extensively on a podcast. I was trying to find the number, but I can't find it. Um, for me, anyone who says this film is fucking great or this film is awful is an idiot. Like, it's impossible to feel one thing, I think, about this film. Like, it's so... Like, every scene... It's just all over the place. Like, there are great scenes. There are awful scenes. Like, it's just a mess of a movie. Mm -hmm. um, and in retrospect, I, kinda, I haven't been back to it and I, I do want to go back to it just because I'm interested in retrospect without all the hype. Like, how, what, how does it surface? But yeah, the Batman bit's like... I mean, the Batman fight at the end is the best bit of the movie uh -huh. by far. Um, but yeah, it's... it's, it's yeah, what's left to say about it? Deflated. Yep. Ten Cloverfield Lane, she just mentioned. Um, I realize it's maybe a lot. I mm -hmm. liked it more than you, I think. Um, uh, yeah, I really like. I mean, I, the, the big thing about Ten Cloverfield Lane, and I think again, this has all been said many times. Like, it's it's either it's basically 
either you get the ending or you don't. Like, yeah. I think everything, surely everybody agrees up until that ending, it's a great movie. Yeah, like, I think most people, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then it's just that end part that people either go, no, nope. yeah. Yeah. or yeah, I'm in or I'm not. Which, again, not getting into spoilers with it, which is tough, but my problem with that is that I love the ending because I like weird left field endings. Mm-hmm. Um, my problem with it is that when you read the interviews with them, because we went away from it, me, we saw it Alex and Bethany, and me and Alex went away like studying in the mythos and the universe and trying to figure out how does everything link in? Yeah, there was, the like an, uh, there was a augmented, I don't know, what's, what's the, there was a reality game, yeah, um, alter, alternate reality game yeah. around it as well, wasn't there? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we were trying to like figure it all out, how does everything link in? Mm. And we put in a lot of effort and we just about managed to get it to work, just like a couple of things, well, that doesn't really work. And then you go and read an interview with the creators and J.J. Abrams and the director of this, who was the guy who did that Portal fan film years mm-hmm. ago. Um, and they were literally like, well, we had a shelved script for a different yeah. movie and we decided at the last second to shove Cloverfield into it. And they didn't even take the effort to make sure all the, like, the dots worked. Like it's, It would be so simple. It would be like two tiny changes to make that movie fit perfectly. But doesn't it? Clothes. It doesn't. It really doesn't. I don't want to get into it now because okay. it's spoilers. But is, did you it see the thing like there's, there's, a, there's a website that ha- has secret messages from John Goodman's yes. character on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's daughter. what I mean. They do all yeah, those yeah. cool things, but that's PR. That's not them. That's not yeah, the writers, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they didn't make it work. And J.J. Abrams' new film, which has also been added, is Cloverfield 3, essentially, which is set in space yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it kind of pisses me off now because, like, well, you're just building this universe that I really want to be invested in because uh-huh. I love the first Cloverfield and I love this one. But you're, they're already not aligning. So unless you miraculously retro, like, con it, yeah, so fit properly. Having said that, I, I, what, like, you'd, who's the thing you point to with this in terms of continuity and say that's how it's done? You'd always, you'd say Marvel, right? Yeah. But I watched something earlier on YouTube and it was like, here's all like a lot of unanswered questions from Marvel, and there's lots of continuity fuck ups yeah, in, the, yeah, in yeah. the MCU that are when you don't when you when you think about it are. Like when you you don't notice it when they're sort of spelled out, you're like, oh fuck, they really dropped the ball. Yeah. And I'm this is really bad podcasting because I can't remember where they are. So you're just gonna. Have but to I feel like <laughs> you, but with Marvel, you feel like they're trying. Like it's just they got so many balls in the air. This is one ball in the air, and it's like if you can't make that work, when it could so easily. If work, you can't work with one ball <laughs> in the air, <laughs> if you can't juggle one ball, yeah. Um, but regardless of that, like it's taken on its own. If you haven't seen Clover for one. Like I think, yeah, it's great. great. Yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants some. The spiritual successor to Dazed and Confused. Loved it. Uh, came out. Fucking loved it. Yeah. What's not to love? What's not to like? It's Linklater. My my assistant uh, worked on this movie with Linklater. Yeah, awesome um, film. It's a great. I thought loved it was a great it. film. Yeah, um, I had an argument. Well, not an argument. Um, one of our other hosts on this podcast, Adrian. He's a huge Linklater fan, mm-hmm. and he loved Dazed and Confused, and we went and saw it together. And he had way more of a problem with it than really? I did, and I was like. Look, it, it's not as good as Days and Confused. For me, the main reason is because the lead character couldn't give a shit about and everybody wants some. He's mm-hmm. too much of a jock. Whereas in Days and Confused, he was way more just like whatever you wanted him to be. Yeah. Um, but I've never seen a film try to nail like something that happened like 20 years ago whenever mm-hmm. they made that movie. And it's so close to the same feel. Like it's so fucking close yeah. to the same, just just the same vibe and the same joy that I would get. But that, yeah, that's, that's what Linklater's brilliant at just being able to really get down to the essence of, of of what it felt like to be in a time or to be in a you know like boy boys boyhood boyhood you know it just absolutely nails every like age that it hits in adolescence or growing up and all like movies movies like that he's just really good at really boiling it down and displaying that feeling yeah of being in that time and place well if i'm weird about it though it's like because we we saw it at a preview in, in la and um Richard Linklater was there with a bunch of the cast and they came out and talked about it. And Linklater made a point of saying, 
never when he wrote the script did he ever think about it being anything to do with Days and Confused. He never oh. even thought it was a spiritual successor. He said that was something the PR team did and he wasn't right, happy. Okay. He said he went to one meeting and no one was buying it. So he like was suggested by someone, just sell it as like Days and Confused. <laughs> kind of so he said, he one point he said that sentence came out my lips and everyone just jumped on it right. and went with it. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it really is. It's so good. Uh, we're moving into April. I'm moving to the fridge for a beer. Okay. That means I get to talk about it. So I just picked some films I don't want you to argue with me about. So. Hardcore Henry came out, um, made by those guys who had that YouTube sensation of doing first person, basically FPS games, but as live action films. Um, I didn't see this yet. Did you see this? Yeah. I really wanted to watch it. Yeah. It looked like this generation's crank. But. Um, that's, that's strong words. Because <laughs> crank is brilliant. Yeah, crank um, is brilliant. It's not, no, it's nowhere near as good as crank. It's, it, it, it is exactly what you think it's going to be. Okay. You know, it's it is what it is. It's enjoyable. It's absolutely mental. It's crazy. It's exhilarating. It's dumb as shit. But really, a, a, a good eighty minutes in okay. the cinema, you'll have a good time. Okay, I have to check it out. Uh, Demolition uh, came out, which I just watched last week. That's with Jake Gyllenhaal and Naomi Watts um, oh, about yeah. the guy who's basically mourning for his dead wife, and his life kind of falls apart. Um, I really liked it. It's very weird. That kind of sunk with it. That came later in the year here and it just kind of disappeared. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of always distressing when you have those big stars and the director's really big as well. Um, and it did nothing. Um, but it's a good film. It's not an amazing film, but it's unique and it has a different feel and Jake's really good in it. Like, very good in it. Uh, Hush, the straight-to-Netflix slasher film. Or uh, Home Invasion still film. haven't seen this. I watched, I watched the start of it um, and then it was like there was a sync problem. <laughs> With, with the, your sync or with the sync? Not with my sync, with the, the dialogue, the with, the, with the sound, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had to, it was like, like half a second off. It was just too much. Damn, I was looking forward to seeing how you yeah. felt about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie hated it. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I think I would like it. <laughs> just <laughs> Like true. it wasn't perfect, but again, for one of those kind of like little gem straight to DVD kind of things, uh-huh. I really liked it. Louder Than Bombs. Um, it's really good. It's Jesse Eisenberg um, and some other people. And it's, it's yep, it's a sort of, fam- well, it's a Jesse Eisenberg movie, so it's, it's a familial drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's very good. Not incredible, but very good. The Jungle Book came out and everyone went crazy. Mm-hmm. You see this? Yes, I did. I did not. Oh, really? Well, you didn't I see it? No, I don't, I don't see those movies. Uh, I mean, it's visually stunning. Um, and, but that, I mean, again, I, I, I guess it comes down to whether, I mean, this is, a, this is a recurring trend anyway in terms of remakes and whatever. Like, I mean, you know, we talked about Martyrs. I will never watch the Martyrs remake. I've never seen the uh, Let the Right One In remake because mm-hmm. I don't. I don't need to. Like, why would I watch that? I mm-hmm. mean, I don't. The, the original is is perfect. I don't see the need for it. So the Jungle Book is like, well, yeah, it's it's you know, it is a live action retelling. It's got different uh, tone feel at certain times, and the original doesn't have as many songs. Doesn't have any well, like a couple, and it's yeah, it's fine. It's amazing to look at, but you know, it's the Jungle Book. It's yeah, it is that's, what it is. That's my wrong because you said live action, and that's kind of my problem. I have it maybe less with Jungle Book just because I don't care as much. But with Beauty and the Beast, that's coming out that looks beat for beat exactly the mm. same as Human Beast. I have no problem with remakes at all, but you know, I for me, they're just like band covers. It's like the more different you are with it, the better. You know, do <laughs> yeah. something different, yeah. bring your own vision to it. Like, like the Ring remake, I think is great because it's very different from the original Ring film. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Beauty and the Beast and I haven't seen Jungle Book so I can't speak to it but for everything I've seen of both of these movies they're animated movies you know mm. like the 95% of it is CGI stuff yep. happening and then there's like a live action protagonist thrown mm-hmm. in there 
I mean, you're basically recreating an old 2D movie and you're making it beat by beat the same. But now it's like, dude, I never would watch Beauty and the Beast. And go, well, that's a perfect movie. I wish it was in CGI. Yeah. You know, it's like, why do that? I just don't get it. I mean, I know why you make that. <laughs> but to me, it's not, it's, I don't, it's not enticing. Yep. Green Room. Yep. <laughs> that's yep. a movie. Yeah. Uh, so this is the second movie. Well, it's actually the third movie from the, uh, I forgot his name, James. April was a good month for movies. He's the guy who did Blue Ruin, <laughs> uh, which is one of my personal favorite films ever. Um, and this was a balls to the wall horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, which a lot of people think of missed. It's a real sleeper film. Of the really? Year. Yeah, it's like it's ended up on a lot of lists now just to people like people should have seen this movie because no one did. Um, it's with Imogen Poots. It's one of, I think it's the last, isn't it, Anton Yelchin film? Yeah, well, one yeah, of I mean, his last yeah, films. Yeah. Um, and definitely his best role, I think, for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, off the top of my head. I mean, you like Star Trek? Well, yeah, I mean, but, you know, he's playing a, he's playing he's a remake it's a remake of a character isn't it yep. really in that um, um, so you're I know you're a huge Green Room fan yep um, I l- absolutely loved it are we doing are we doing spoilers for the as in our lists oh, you, you can say it's on your list, <laughs> it's on your um, list. Uh, yeah I, th- I thought Green Room was awesome I wasn't I liked Blue Ruin I didn't love it as much as you know a lot of people did I thought it was fine interesting but Green Room is where it was like it's uh, it, it's it's because it, it's, it's it's full horror like I mean you know I saw the trailer you know it looked great but I thought this could be this could play quite safe or be quite more thrillery but the fact that you go full horror and it's brutal and it is scary and it's tense and it's you know uncompromising uh, I just I mean I love that stuff I thought it was absolutely brilliant um, so for people who don't know about it it's yeah it's about like a heavy metal band who basically punk are, band. Punk hardcore band, band. Oh, apologies hardcore yeah. band who are um, who are basically making zero fucking cash and they get this last gig which is in a white supremacist camp essentially mm-hmm. um, and things go very very wrong and don't want to really say anything else yep shit gets fucked up um, so I I've been saving this movie because yeah I'm a huge Blue Room fan uh, for a lot of reasons one from just a professional point of view it's a remarkable movie it was made for like four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, it was shot on the camera that we're shooting this podcast on right now. Um, and the director is a really inspirational figure when you read about him, mm-hmm. you can see the interviews with him, how he made it. Um, and I just love, I love Blue Run. I love the look of it. It's something I use constantly as a template for what you can do with no money and with very simple cameras. Um, so I was really excited about how he followed it up, and I love Imogen Boots a lot. So I was mm-hmm. very, very excited. Um, and I've been saving it because I didn't have the right time to watch it because I was too involved with pre-production and the shooting. So we watched it four nights ago, I think three nights ago. Well, you hadn't seen it until recently. No, I mean, we literally oh, had to say it because I just had no chance to watch it. So me and Katie finally sat down to watch it. And very excited. I don't like it as much as you were talking. Really? Yeah. I d- well, my problem with it is like, I loved how it was shot. I thought uh-huh. it looked great. I really liked all the acting in it. Uh-huh. I loved the beginning. Like from the beginning, I'm like, yep, yep. finally. Because here's the thing with this year, and I'll talk about it properly at the end, but I've been very hard to please for some reason. And I think it's a problem. Like, I genuinely feel like I have a problem right now. Nothing's making me happy with film. Like, nothing. I'm going to all these films and none of them are like, yep, that was fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, that was good. Or that was... Yep. But the beginning of this was like fucking brilliant. Like, the opening, like, it's so simple and beautiful and just cool and the way to reveal stuff. And then uh, the editing was superb. I really liked the setup for this as well. Like, mm-hmm. I just like the, the basic setup of the story. So what did you not like? I was not at any point scared. Oh, I was not at any been... point tense. I didn't like not I tense, felt really? not at all and like wow. I really felt all oh. of the setup that they had was great and then for me there were, there's some great moments and I love the ending so like loving the beginning and loving the ending means I love the film because that they're the important bits for me but <laughs> it's 
the lot of stuff that happened in the middle just didn't do anything for me and i really i don't want to spoil stuff that's a problem but i really feel they underuse the evil characters in the film like for me mm-hmm. they weren't threatening or scary wow. and particularly the main one like not in any way huh any way scary um, okay. i felt like a scene had been cut like it was just <laughs> felt like i didn't understand why they were scared of this main like person um but that's just a problem. It's like, well, I can't, I can't do much about it. It's like when we watch an exorcism film or something. Yeah. Like, it does nothing for me because I'm not scared of exorcism. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, I can yeah, still yeah. appreciate it as a movie. So yeah, this you, one you're was just like, not scared of white supremacists. Yeah, I just want to scared of white supremacists. <laughs> but I also just feel well, like, for me, like... You've got one run in the country now. I'm allowed to say that? <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. But for me, like, I was partly that, but partly also I just don't think they did a good job of... of like clearly did because you found that way and lots of people did but for me they didn't do a good job of ramping up the fear in the right I, 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 I mean I, I thought it was tense as fuck I'd like it, it totally sold me like the you know the fact that they're trapped in this little room like with a tiny lock just you know keeping them from the the danger there were just a lot of dumb decisions for me that just like pissed me off and I don't know yeah it's hard to not get spoilers okay well let's move on the, the, the last sentence i fucking love like that just brought the whole movie back for me how they end it with the last bit of dialogue between the two of them oh yeah 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 it's yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of on yeah, a funny yeah, little yeah yeah, 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 cool. yeah. Great, great movie uh elvis and nixon came out which i didn't see which i really wanted to just because it's got michael shannon exactly the same <laughs> yeah uh the huntsman winter's war came out didn't awful awful yeah just shit really bad just did not need to be made uh keanu came out which i haven't seen i haven't seen ratchet and clank came out um, I haven't seen. Here we go. Where were we? That was that April. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Victoria y- came out. Yeah, Victoria came out. What else here? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Um, Victoria came out. Um, I mean, can we talk? What do I talk about? Like, yeah. <laughs> I watched this one yesterday. You hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Fuck you know, dude. Here's the problem with making right? a movie: you don't have time to right, watch right, movies. Right. Um, uh, Victoria is my film of the year. Last year. I thought it was absolutely spectacular. Okay. Um, and uh, obviously the game, yeah, the, you know, it's it's all shot in one take, genuinely shot in one take, no tr- no trickery. Um, and I think the thing that mainly surprised me about it was I came out, I went into it thinking, right, this is going to be, um, it's a gimmick film, so, you know, it, it's going to be technically impressive, but to actually have a compelling story as part of it as well, it's not just a gimmick. Like, I, just, I I loved the, the the film anyway. Even if it was shot normally, I would have enjoyed it anyway. But you can't I I, I don't you can't um, you can't uh, unmatch the two of them. Like you, it, it is the fact that it is one shot has such a big part to play in it, but in a really cool way. Like the intensity of it, um, and you're just you're there swept along um, throughout the whole night, um, and just the, the journey you go on in that in that film just kept me going from like start to finish and the fact that it's so long as well I went in thinking right this is going to be one shot it's going to be like 80 minutes long. Long. long fucking crazy fucking crazy and it just kept going and going I was just at the edge of my seat I thought it was absolutely fantastic hmm. you didn't like it no <laughs> <laughs> there's another movie that I've been waiting and waiting to see and I've been really excited about because uh, of people like you that I trust loving it uh-huh. and don't get me wrong like it's easy like if you if you have a problem with the film it's easy then just go on the side of where you like something you don't and that's a problem I have nowadays like people tend to either be like they fucking love it or they hate it mm-hmm. like, there's a lot I love about Victoria there yeah. is when I watched it I didn't realise it was a legitimate one take which yeah. is kind of interesting way to watch it because then I just watched it as a film rather than being impressed yeah. with it the whole time because um, I just presumed they were Lying. well no I, I, when I watched it I didn't realise yeah. it was there was no cuts yeah which is 
phenomenal. Like, so I is... watched it assuming, like, oh, there's trickery in here. Like, there's no yeah, way this was one thought, as well. And I came out of it even saying, because Katie was like, wow, that's amazing. It was in one shot. And I was like, it wasn't one fucking shot. And then I went and looked it <laughs> yeah. up. And I was like, all right, it was. And it's, yeah, it's honestly an incredible feat. Yeah. how they made it like incredible feet astounding like there's a lot of problems with it. like i don't actually think it looks very good but it's mm-hmm. one of those things where well, because it's in one shot you give it the free pass yeah you see like camera shadow all the time there's mm-hmm. i sort of boom a couple of times like there's a lot of technical problems with it yeah but still like to do that in fucking one mm-hmm. take is incredible and for the actors as well mm-hmm. i think the actors are phenomenal it's like yeah. she's incredible in it and she looks great mm-hmm. i really i had like there's a lot of like about it but i and katie felt the same way like it just had a huge problem with her like such right, okay. an insurmountable problem with her as a character i thought you were gonna say the guys no they were, but the uh, problem i have with them is that she fucking gave them any time of day yeah so yeah, like yeah, you start you the film and in the first minute literally in the first minute they basically try and get across very quickly look she's alone yeah and she's lonely and she wants attention mm-hmm. and they get that across pretty well yeah um and then she meets these guys and this is a personal problem for me yeah. i know a lot of people who would do the thing she did yeah. because the position they're in and explain her a little mm-hmm. bit more later about why she is how she is. And it's like, okay, I kind of believe it. I'm just not interested in it. Yeah, yeah. And she like, the very first impression of she gets to these guys, this isn't spoilers because in the first two minutes, they're drunk, they're shouting at people, mm-hmm. they get chucked out of a club and then they're breaking into a car. Yeah. yeah. And some reason she finds that endearing and cute <laughs> and goes off with them. And then for the rest she of the movie- She likes bad boys. Yeah, but this is the yeah. thing, like, which I can get on board with. Again, I'm not really interested in that kind of character, but <laughs> if I can get on board with that, my problem then, and I don't want to do spoilers, but like bad shit happens in this movie and mm-hmm. she's constantly just going along with it. And like stuff where it's like, your life is in imminent danger <laughs> when a second ago you were opening a fucking cafe and now literally like 10 minutes later, you have a gun in your face. But see, I think that's and what she's I... just like, her literal words when they're like, do you want to go home? She's like, no, I'm fine. I want to keep going. I'm fine. I'm fine. But, uh, like, yeah. You would be freaking fucking out. And she just goes with it because they need it to. For but I think that's one of the reasons. The reasons one of the reasons I liked it is because when I came out of it and I was reflecting back on it, I think, yeah, that's fucking crazy. It went from you know that that escalated quickly. Like, it, <laughs> if you think back to how it started to what happens by the end of it, I think that is. It, and again, it makes the, the one shot thing so much more impressive because I was swept along, and when I was watching it, I didn't ever really question a little bit, you know, because you're constantly sort of evaluating the movie, but I never really. It, it never went too far for me. It, it always, I was always in. I was like, okay, I maybe disagree with what she's doing there, but I get why she's doing it. And I, it, it, it just did it so subtly and ramped it up so gradually that by the end, even though stuff has gone way out of control, I was still, I still believable to me. It didn't for me at all. That's yeah. the like, there were huge leaps. So I was just like, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I'd pause it and say to Katie, like, is it just me? Like, well, no, see, this is the thing, man. Like, I watched, like, I, I think I remember having a conversation about this with somebody afterwards. Like, if I said, I'm so glad I saw that in the cinema because if I had to watch that at home, I would, I, I may not have been fully in. I watched that movie in a relatively small screen and in the front row, mm-hmm. just on my own, just like, you know, right in there, like yeah, fully yeah, yeah. involved. Um, and I don't know if I had him sitting at home, I would have got the same full immersion in it. You know, like I was there, like I was along yeah, for yeah, the yeah. ride, fully 100%. I mean, my friend. <laughs> Again, like, I can't do it without spoilers, but, like, there's so much mm. stuff that happens later in the movie as well, which is just such stupid decisions that I, again, I think they would have made them because they were stupid people. But <laughs> I'm not interested in watching those stupid people. So that's just a personal problem for me, you know? Yeah. But then you get to the end and you're in, like you say, this crazy, crazy place. And, like, well, this is my problem with it being a single shot. Like, it was really effective in one way. Mm. But in another, in, in another couple of ways, it really made the film worse for me. One, because you get to the end and you're in this place where shit's happening 
and there's this reoccurring motive for people saying we're good people mm-hmm. when you're really not <laughs> like, you're really not good people and and she's oh, like i don't want to spoil it but you're in this really horrible place at the end and you look back and you're like well i know this has been two and a half hours mm-hmm. i know that's how when you met these people was two and a half hours ago yep and now you're voluntarily doing this stuff was like, I don't for a split second believe it, even of the worst, loneliest person in the world, which I didn't believe she was that lonely and that bad and desperate for attention. It was like, how much do you need friends? Well, you know, we've all been there at the end of the night after a night in the club. (laughs) And then you 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 just want to look for adventures. (laughs) You know, and before you know it, you're in the back of a moped. My only other problem was like, because it's single shot, you know what they can do with the scene. So like in the very first two minutes, she goes to get on a bicycle. And immediately in my head, I'm like, well, I know she's not going to go well, yeah, on the yeah. because they can't follow her. But is so that, I know I liked something's going to stop though. her. Like, I, I, I like the idea that like... It actually took me out of the movie because I'm constantly uh, thinking, well, how are they going to stop her in this yeah, scene? Yeah, because yeah. I know they can't do And the fact that like, the whole like, first half of the movie it must take place in the same block because they never... Yeah. <laughs> the, again, I don't want to get into spoilers, but about midway through the movie, when they do something dangerous <laughs> and then they're trying to hide, essentially, yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't fathom it at all. Anyway. Right, well, but there's a lot to like about it. I think people should definitely check it out. It's, it's a, awesome. I just didn't like it. Uh, like you were saying, like you were very hard to please there a minute ago. It's like I remember I left that film. I was charged. I was like, like proper, like on a high. Like that was fucking amazing. Right, fair enough. I loved it. Yeah. Um, okay, we're gonna whip through these because yeah, May, Captain America: Civil War. Uh, great. I mean, you know what's not to like. The I watched it again last week. The 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 here <laughs> this is completely on a tangent. But uh I was home for Christmas you can cut this out. But uh, when I was home nope. for when I was home for Christmas, uh, my five year old nephew who's like I bought he's into like the Avengers and Marvel and stuff, but like the cartoons and the, the toys and shit and I got him right, like right. a comic book anyway. And I was like, Do you know what? He's never actually seen the movies. He's seen like the shit com- like the, the comics yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like I'm gonna show him the fight scene at the airport in oh. the Avengers. Like, this is gonna blow. How old his, you say it was? Five years old. This is gonna blow his mind. Like, this is gonna be like. Uh, is, splash I'm gonna be to the best uncle. Like, this is gonna be incredible. He's gonna remember this when he's my age. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I was like, right, sit here. Here we go. And I loaded it up that scene. And I was like, oh, who's that? It's oh, Captain America. Look there he is. Oh, who's that? Iron Man. Look. And they're splitting yeah. And then a couple of minutes in, not even. He's like. I don't, I don't like this. What? Why? Because I don't like this. Make it stop. And he left and went back to his Lego. Because it's intense or just because he's bored? I don't, yeah, it just, I don't know. It just didn't... I, I don't mm. know. Just seeing it in real... I thought seeing that shit in real life, it'd be like... You know what upset him? He hadn't seen Winter Soldier and the like, lead up. Well, yeah, exactly. Getting. This is the problem with the MCU. He didn't have the backstory. He, he was yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So I was disappointed with that. But his loss, because, you know, that's an amazing scene. And... Oh, that's- yeah. Uh, Without that scene, and to be honest, I don't know how much I'd love to war, but that scene is so fucking good. Yeah. I mean, it's a scene, it's a half an hour part of the movie. But. It's what, but it's the reason that you watch these films. Yeah. Like, like years, years and years ago when they first started doing these, I remember you and me talking about them going to see Iron Man, all this stuff, like the excitement of like, holy shit, this is actually going to happen. Yeah. You know, and to see now, like how spoiled are we that we get? Yeah, it is all the time. Like, you know, and there's fucking Spider-Man showing up. It's like, yeah. holy, like, that's fucking crazy. Like, you go back 10 years, the idea of that is just is absurd. It's such a good rendition of Spidey. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I actually still think Winter Soldier's a better movie, but because Spidey's in yeah, Civil I would, War. Yeah, I, I would say it. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's good. Money Monster came out, the George Clooney thing. I didn't see it. Didn't see it. It's meant to be right. Mm-hmm. Love and Friendship came out. Um, I've only put this on the list, really, because it's I hadn't even heard of this, and it's on a lot of end-of-year lists from great critics. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a Jane Austen film. I watched the first 10 minutes with my mom, and I didn't have time to watch the rest at that point. 
Um, but my mom's a big Jane Austen fan and she did say legitimately like, oh, fantastic. Finally, someone's getting that Jane Austen had a sense of humor <laughs> uh, because it's always done so po-faced and it's very cheeky and very snide. Um, oh, this yeah, this, yeah, um, yeah. So like, I think if you like that kind of thing, cool. I don't like period dramas. There you go. Uh, Kill Zone 2, Tony Yar taken over from Donnie Yen uh, in a great martial arts film. It, the martial arts are great, the film is not. Why do these films always have to be two and a half hours long? I do not know. Uh, the Lobster came out in America. I've talked to I need to about that from last year. It was on my list. Um, and I still haven't seen it. It's a very good film. I don't yeah. think it's... I think it's a, it's ingratiatingly pretentious. But is it... Uh, like, how, how, how much quirk are we talking about? Because I can't handle too much quirk. Well, it's quirky, but in a depressing way it's not oh, okay. quirky in a cute way <laughs> i can fit so much more quirk in if it's depressing know, quirk. Absolutely, it might feel <laughs> uh sunset song came out uh, which is based on an old scottish novel the nice guys i do want to highlight this this is one of my favorite films uh, you know what i i'm amazed the nice guys didn't get more attention and praise and just general fanfare yep like i'm, I'm kind of mystified by it because it kind of came in you know it was yeah, like it was the, so the hard trailer was great and everybody like the trailer looked amazing it was kind of quite hyped and then it came and went and nobody really saw it nobody really cared and then at the end of the year list just kind of wasn't around I spent ages convincing people to go see this movie yeah and like all my friends wouldn't they're like really is it like I was like just it's fucking so trust good. me go and see but, it uh, it's so good it's really it's really disappointing as well because it's an original film yeah you know like it, you don't get a lot of those sorts of movies anymore like that sort of old school style kind of buddy kind of funny is it noirish kind of just that yeah. kind of screwball kind of la just, i genuinely noir. think it's shane black because i went back and i rewatched shane black's films after that film mm. um like his case uh, bang bang at the long good night i'm at three <laughs> um all of his christmas movies uh-huh. and uh, for me this is his best movie like for me it's like he perfected all the stuff even from lethal weapon that he's yeah. been doing that whole time yep. this was like fucking nailing it yeah i absolutely love like, yeah loved it Gosling's brilliant in it. So good. Yeah. So good. In yeah. Uh, Neighbours 2, Sorority Rising. <laughs> I, um, I watched the first 10 minutes and I was actually so shocked and appalled. I, I haven't seen the first one still. So. I quite liked the first one. Mm. Honestly, God, the, the opening scene of this, I was like, it's just too much. It's yeah. too far. Angry Birds came out. I watched this on a plane <laughs> and I've forgotten everything about it. <laughs> I, I still haven't even played the game. <laughs> that's really how, that's how far behind I am. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. X-Men Apocalypse came out. How, how disappointing was X-Men Apocalypse I haven't made it through it yeah, well, yeah, I can't believe yeah. an X-Men film and I've like yeah, it's bad I haven't made it through it it is bad yeah um, Alice in Looking Glass I don't give a shit no nope. June Turtles Out of the Shadows do we because we got in the UK what, what did we get, get the, was that May yeah, yeah. Uh, blah 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 all the same um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles which okay, I didn't see and so. Warcraft Warcraft, Warcraft? We got it in June. Okay, right. I think you got it like a week before right. us. Cool. Uh, Turtles. Yeah, I know a lot of critics who have said this is actually better than the first one because at least it's been completely goofy, which I can see the the, the validity in that, but I couldn't give a shit about these Turtles movies, which upsets but me. But you love Turtles. I'm the biggest Turtles fan. I'll watch any Turtles So shit. are they that bad? The first one, I've rarely been that angry. I've only been wow. that angry in the last, I would say in the last half a decade of watching movies. I've only been that angry two other why? times. One was Suicide Squad. And yeah, the other was but why, why did the turtles make you so angry? Um, it, we're like going into it. I mean, it's Michael Bay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not like he produced it, but it's just so, it's everything, you know, you might hate about Transformers movies mm-hmm. taken to the extreme, wow. but with characters I really love and I know you can do something good with. 
Right, okay. So that, does that not make it kind of... Um, and I guess this kind of touches on Suicide Squad as well. Like, if you enjoy the characters, does that not... No, but I couldn't enjoy those characters. Like, the right. way they represented them right, was okay. not my turtles right, right, okay. in any way. Right. Um, I just, yeah. And I can get on board with the stupid turtles. Like, Secret of the Ooze is good fun. And I can get on board with the, you know, sullen turtles of the original Ninja Turtles. Not my turtles. The TMNT film I still think is probably the best turtle film. Warcraft, then. Let's move straight to that. I didn't see Warcraft. I haven't seen it all right, well, let's move quickly past This was the year when <laughs> video game movies were finally meant to be vindicated. Well, have we, are, are we going to talk about Assassin's Creed? I haven't seen it. Okay. But yeah, we'll talk about it for sure. Well, uh, no, because I, we'll I, I saw it last week and um, it was the one, you know, where it's like, this is going to be the first good yeah. video game movie. But then I, and I've never played Warcraft, so it wasn't overly bad and the trailer looked awful. But even though it's, it's Duncan Jones, so it's kind of interesting. I've heard it's not actually that bad. So I would like to see it to see if it does compare with Assassin's Creed because unfortunately Assassin's Creed, I mean, it could still be the best video game yeah, movie, but, but that's not, not saying a lot. And I actually probably prefer Silent Hill, so it's still not the best. There isn't a great video game movie. And yeah. this is the thing, like, by the end of this year, I haven't seen any of them, but just I trust the people who tell me, like, these are fine, but they're not good movies. And what <laughs> I genuinely feel now because there's an arrogance, I think, of directors and people are like, well, I could make a good video game movie. Like, how can you not make it? If you can make good comic book movies, how can you not make a good video game movie? Yeah. But I genuinely feel if someone like Duncan Jones, and admittedly his father died this year, so maybe mm-hmm. that affected post-production. But if he can't do it, and if the entire team who did Macbeth, which was like in my top two films of last year, couldn't do basically Macbeth with parkour, right? Maybe you can't make a good video game movie. <laughs> Like maybe unless it's something tiny like the Firewatch movie they're doing, but like an <laughs> are they making a movie of Firewatch? Yeah. But like oh, an action no, pack. Why? Oh, don't tell me that. oh dear. Uh, <laughs> but maybe you just can't make a good action pack video game. Maybe it just can't be done. No, no, I maintain there's a fucking great Doom movie to be made if they'd stick to the original fucking story about them opening a portal to hell mm-hmm. on the moon, yep. like, like. You know, but that's I don't know I mean, how I don't know how people fuck it up so much. <laughs> like there are plenty of good premises. Like in video games. I, I, I'll be interested to see what you think of Assassin's Creed because I never played the games really, other than sort of dipping my toes. So I don't. I mean, I know the premise and stuff, but I, I guess you're trying to fit an awful lot of story. Yeah. Into that movie, you know, and um, they don't, as you know, other people have said, they don't spend an awful lot of time in the past. A yeah. lot, the majority that's of movies. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what yeah, anyway. Now you see me too. I didn't see it. Awful. And I really like the first one. Oh, really? Yeah, the second one's shit. Oh, it's really shit. Conjuring 2. Good. That's Solid. Awesome. Conjuring movies, they're, they're good They're good horror movies. They're fine. Yeah, they're I actually love the first Conjuring yeah. movie. Um, but this one I didn't Do you know what? Like I think you could make any film with uh, Patrick Wilson. Is it Patrick Wilson? Yeah. And Vera Farmiga. Yep. And I, and I, yeah, like that's with, with those two, you can make as many Conjuring movies as you like. Did you I'm, read up about it afterwards or what actually happened? What the real story? Yeah, yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like no, but like with their involvement with it. Oh, they, yeah, they showed up. It's, they didn't even they showed they, up for yeah, like yeah. one day, yeah, yeah. and then they told the guy, "Here's how you can make money off of this situation," <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then they fucked off back. To Which America. is really disappointing, like because in the movie they're portrayed as such heroes. Yeah, <laughs> like America <laughs> comes in to save the poor English. <laughs> Which is like just such a cool couple, and like you know, like the kind of yep. you know Ghostbusters. Like I genuinely, um, <laughs> which I don't mind. It's kind of funny. But then these are real people and the ancestors of like the English people are still alive and stuff. And you're like, yeah, it's kind of disrespectful yeah. to do that stuff. Yeah, but yeah, anyway. yeah. Finding Dory came out. Didn't see it. Uh, really good. Really yeah. fucking good. Better than Zootopia, I thought. Okay. Um, Independence Day Resurgence. I mean, 
disappointingly bad, isn't it? Like, no, it uh, that's shit, man. I love Independence Day. I started watching it on the plane. I fell asleep. Ah, it's just shit, man. Just shit. Um, the Shallows came out, which is, you know, crap CG aside. Have you seen it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I saw this one. It's a shark movie. Did you like it? I think we talked about this briefly yeah. at Fright Fest because I didn't really I like had it. just seen it but then, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's just, you know, it was a fun afternoon sort of way. It was fine. You know, I like it. You know, by the end, it just goes so crazy by the end. It's like, yeah. Yeah, you know, well, whatever, fuck it. it I still, I look back on it now and I think, how did I not like that? Because yeah. I like the setup so much. But yeah. uh, Swiss Army Man came out. Didn't see. Yeah, I still haven't seen it actually. Um, the Neon Demon came out, which... Which I liked the look of and that was about it. Yeah. I, I it, this is a film I don't want to talk about too long because I actually I really really <laughs> like it but it's a nightmare of a movie and it has a tons yeah. of problems but yeah, I really yeah. like it. 